Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt. Thanks for hanging out with Matt Starkey and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And what makes your financial advisor tick is the topic of conversation this week. I guess it's better than what ticks your financial advisor off. <laughs> I guess it could be <laughs> one right. of those too. Uh, Matt's here with me once again as always. So what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great today. Um, just enjoying summertime. We're two-thirds of the way through here. And uh, so as we're into August now... Um, we're finalizing those last minute getaways and getting ready for well, yeah. school to start with the kids. And, uh, you know, um, if they let us with the last minute getaways at the time we're doing this, we're, you know, everywhere you turn now it's, you know, possible restrictions, this and possible restrictions that. Yeah. We're going to return to pandemic pre pandemic levels or pandemic levels. Something, so yeah, yeah we're, but, but everybody's stayed healthy here good. and uh, we're, so we're good, good to go with that. And, um, I'm always optimistic. So, Nice. I always like that about you anyways, but being optimistic. Well, I'll tell you what, let's let's peel back the curtain on you a little bit and uh, just kind of get to know you a little bit. So just a couple of some basic questions. You know, a lot of times we're affected, obviously, Matt, by the things we experience in our life, especially when we're younger and growing up. So from a financial or money aspect or, or you know, definition of wealth or whatever term you want to use, who are maybe some influential people on you as you were a young Matt coming up? Was it, uh, you know, it's your parents or, or maybe an uncle or a grandparent, you know, something like that? Um, that's a great question, Mark. I think it was G.I. Joe. Nice. He taught you, G.I. <laughs> Joe taught you about money. That's fantastic. I missed that. I missed that episode. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding with you here. Um, but yeah, for regarding uh, money and, and that, yeah, I, I had a significant influence from my parents um, and my grandparents, I would say. And, uh, you know, there's some outlying uh, folks that have had, you know, things that I can think of or back in when, when I was in 10th grade, there was a financial advisor who came to our school and oh, talked nice. to us about saving and investing, you know, at that time, of course, that went over my head, and I put all my money in my gas tank and Taco Bell. I think <laughs> in high that, school. That sounds so, that sounds very eighties. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the influential people in my life were um, the the one that I think of, and and it'll tie into really how I ended up in the business was is my father. He was in the financial planning business for a little bit. Um, oh, okay. Wait, I would say for about five years or so there. Um, licensed agent for insurance and and those kind of things, but he was really instrumental in bringing some things to light as far as planning. And um, he was a business guy, also, so he was kind of always doing a hobby business in addition to his primary occupation. And I guess that kind of influenced money. Um, and my mom also, she uh, spent a good deal of time, you know, with us teaching us about um, probably more on the checkbook, you know, checking savings mm-hmm, account type mm-hmm. of thing, take you to the bank and have you make deposits. And and uh, so, yeah, my parents were very influential that way. Um, I have to say that my grandparents, my mom's mom and dad were also, I guess I learned a little bit more about frugality from them, just being in the going up to the cottage, but always it seemed like it was, it was a little bit tight, you know, (laughs) they didn't squeak when they walked, but they were pretty tight, you know, with some (laughs) things. And, and so that kind of helped, I guess it shaped my mind in the, in in the, uh, and I heard stories, you know, stories from the great depression when my great grandfather on that side, you know, went fishing in the local river and he'd go up and take fresh fish to uh, people downtown and sell them. So mm. um, they had a taste of the depression and they were children of the depression. 
And so they frequently ate food that I probably wouldn't eat today, <laughs> um, you know, based on the age of the food. And, you know, just they, they were very much um, very conservative and tight um, with their money and very careful. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, that's all. I think and that's what a lot of us affects us that way, which is kind of, again, how we all those early experiences. So then how did you wind up ending up into the financial services business? I was fresh out of college. I went to work for a local company for three and a half years. Um, but somewhere in that time frame, I saw the, the ceiling of the corporate world. And I, like my dad, uh, had that ambitious um, entrepreneurial business owner type of uh, mentality. And I, I saw the world as my oyster and um, I didn't didn't want a corporation or company holding me back from my potential. So I ended up um, looking around, doing a lot of research. And I was, I was very curious about you know, people that were successful. And I think I learned early on that you can learn something from everybody. You can either learn how to do something and be successful with it, or you can learn how not to <laughs> do things by studying people's mistakes. And I think that's why we have these biographies, right? The books that are on people's lives and, and they, they share those secrets with us. So what I did is I studied successful people and I was influenced by some financial books, you know, Robert Allen about multiple streams of income, Robert Kiyosaki at the time when I was, when I was growing up, um, had the rich dad, poor dad book and mm-hmm. it just identified your personality and that type. So um, while I was working fresh out of college, I into my first job, I studied and got my real estate license and um, a couple of the trainings didn't work out. And kind of after I got my license, I thought, yeah, and realtors are always working on the weekends doing open houses. <laughs> and in the evenings when everybody else is off of work, you know, to be home with their families, realtors are going and selling, you know, showing houses. So if I was going to do that full time, that's not the schedule I wanted. I want weekends home and evenings with my family. So that was just a personal choice. And uh, then how I ended up in this business was really, we were standing around the mom and dad's kitchen island. And I think it was like Thanksgiving, but um, dad said, oh, you should go talk to my former business partner. And, you know, he may want to get rid of his practice someday. And, and um, you know, he's going to need somebody to take that over. So I went and talked to uh, Lee uh, about his business and um, he kind of directed me that way, uh, how, what steps to take to get licensing. And, and he directed me to go work with a broker and get licensed and and that's how I ended up uh, in the business. I went back and worked with Lee for about 10 years. Then I ended up starting my own company um, following that. So Gotcha. Okay. Uh, it's always interesting how we, you know, kind of find our way into whatever, you know, profession we, sometimes it's, sometimes it's never a straight path. Sometimes it is, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so since you've been in the industry now for a number of years and helping families get two and three retirement, uh, any good influences from uh, somebody that that's out there? Or do you have maybe a mentor? A lot of people, you know, a lot of people find it interesting that, uh, you know, you say, hey, you know, you need a good coach on your side to coach you through these things. And many small business owners and, and other professionals have themselves coaches, right? Yes, we do. I think, I think coaching is important. And I think finding people that you can learn from, that you can respect for the path that they've taken. And uh, th- that's very important in life. And keeping open communication and good relationship with those people is, is um, super. So yeah, I've gotten uh, some good influences in the industry. One of the w- things that I talked about earlier is um, just uh, going to work with my dad's former business partner, 
Um, I guess that's kind of still a gentleman that I admire in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, as far as being a good influence. Uh, he was gracious to me to help me get started. So our industry is broken up into two segments and there's commission and fee. And um, that's the primary ways advisors get paid. And the commission person, in my estimation, you can be a great salesperson and get commissions. And that's fine if that's how you want to build your practice. But I wanted something that would give me more predictability with my income and would give me the ability to relax when I talk to people and not, (laughs) you know, you can kind of (laughs) tell when somebody gets paid uh, off of that next, you know, that next transaction. And I didn't really want to approach people's finances that way. So um, that's just my own personal take on it. And so for me, um, it was important and, and that influence um, helped because Lee had his business. He had a little bit of both. He had commission and fee, um, and, but I, I took after the fee only. And then I got involved with another money manager down the road, Mark, and he um, was really a coach and helped bring concepts to me that helped me grow as an advisor, brought in some of the things Lee had taught me about modern portfolio theory, the three-factor model, you know, and when it comes to investing dollars. And so there's um, constant good influences in the educational side, but as far as coaches, I've leaned on them. Um, Mark helped me grow through and uh, I went to a boot camp, and that's kind of how where I ended up starting my own business. And I went 100% fee only, which was hard to do because um, we struggled for a little bit in terms of you know regular consistent income. And so I had to work both worlds and, and kind of do some commission stuff and do some fee stuff in order to pay the bills and, and that kind of thing. So that was emotional at the time too. But um, those influences ended up paying off for me and in large dividends. And so I, I do keep, uh, I do keep, now I've got another coach. Um, it's a business coach to me and uh, use Dan's services for that. Just making sure that my business is in good alignment, that we're profitable first before we get, uh, and I run a conservative and pretty tight ship. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So the, here's going to be the fun question for you, Matt. Uh, frustrations within the industry. Everybody has frustrations in whatever kind of job they have and so on and so forth. If you had a magic wand that you could fix something that drives you nuts, whether it's you know potential clients and things that you wish just everybody knew or something about the actual industry itself that bugs you, what would you wave the magic wand and fix? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> you, can only, you can only pick one. <laughs> uh, about the whole industry? Um, you know, obviously, investor education is super important to me, but I think that stems from the fact that there's a lot of corruption in the industry. And so if I could wave my magic wand and solve one issue in the, in the advice industry, it would be to get rid of the corruption, the lies, and the self-interest of the people that are supposed to be on our side, the advisor people, um, the banks. It's so self-interested and so corrupt, and everybody's after money and power. Mm, and uh, yeah. if, I could, if I could get rid of if we could get rid of all that and, and really be about the investor, the world would be so much better. It would, the investors would have more in their bottom line in their pocket and they would be so happy and enthused that they can, you know, realize all of their dreams because they're working with people of integrity and people that don't lie to them and don't sell them something just to line their own pockets. Yeah. So like the larger institutionalization of, of things, right. As everything becomes bigger. Yeah. I mean that too, but there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of, Oh, okay. uh, 
disinformation that's out well, there. I mean, we, we, you know, people always often say we live in the age of information, and I would argue that we live in an age age of disinformation because yeah. there's just as much disinformation nowadays as there is, you know, as we've all learned in the last several years. Uh, it's hard to disseminate what's you know fact from fiction anymore on, on any topic. You know, yeah. Yep. And that's a huge frustration of mine. In fact, I had a meeting with a client just recently and um, they were persuaded from somebody who's in a business who's related to the person that's their finance person. And I did a little best investigative research myself on the names of the people and found that, man, not the person that you know was, was enticing them to, to buy products um, from them, but the initial person that you know has a criminal record they borrowed, you know, 500 grand from somebody never paid it back. So they were barred from the industry for a short time. So these people are out there and they're out there in wolf and sheep's clothing and um, they don't care about you. They want your money. They want you to buy, sell all your everything and go to gold. Why? Because they make a ton of money when they sell you gold and gold's a terrible long-term investment, but people are out. They don't care who they affect or whose lives they might ruin as long as they get paid, that's it. And so that whole thing is a big frustration, and I would solve that with my magic wand. Gotcha. And, you know, and unfortunately, that's kind of, I think that's people in general. I mean, you know, whether you're watching movies or something like that, you know, from a different time periods, there's always going to be those, you know, quote, those wolves in sheep's clothing, right? It's always, I think it's unfortunately it's just some of the, the negative nature of humans, right? So yep, yep. it's definitely one of those things that can be frustrating. All right, well, let's turn a corner now to a, a more positive note as we wrap this up. You know, at the end of the day, Matt, you know, we try to have some fun on the show. We talk about random things and so on and so forth. We mentioned G.I. Joe, which, hey, you know, if G.I. Joe turns you on to finance, that's good. Because at the end of every episode, they would say, the more you know, right? And knowing is half the battle. So there you go. Knowing is half the battle. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what you do is really very serious, obviously, to your point just a second ago. Because it is dealing with people's, you know, retirement money and their long-term money. And so I know that you take it very, very seriously because you want to do the very best job that you can for people. So what is the most gratifying thing about your job? That's a great question. There's so many things that I, that I love about it. Um, but, you know, frequently I drive out of the parking lot and I just like, thank you, Lord, for this business. I just love what I do. And, and I think when I can get people the light bulb to turn on and they go, aha, and they understand, or when... I see people winning and making a difference for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it when people's investments grow and they were like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know about this risk thing." And you were, you know, you were right, Matt. This, there, you know, we, we were being, you know, I don't know if it's too conservative in sometimes, or some people are too risky. But we put together a plan for people that works and that they love and that they can sleep at night and be really happy and satisfied. I that just that really is a big gratifying moment for me and um I love it because I love the business too because I'm I'm uh, outgoing if you you know that's one of the things you'll know about me is I'm outgoing. Right, right. And um love to, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have dreams and, and ambitions too. So when I see people's dreams come true or you know I literally Within a very short time period, you know, we were going through, I have this one spreadsheet that shows people, you know, their income through retirement. And if we earn X percent, we're going to be, you know, here's what our investments look like. And I literally had in, in about a couple of weeks time, I had three people look at that worksheet and cry tears of joy to know that they're going to be okay. Some people, it was an absolute like, (gasps) 
they can catch their breath. Yeah, they yeah. know they're no, they're not going to run out of money. They're they know everything's going to be fine. And I've had you know, and a couple of the other people where it's just like, oh my gosh, I didn't I didn't think we could, we could get there, and we did. And so those are those are really fun moments when people are money's emotional, and when people can have a, a joyous moment. That is that is super gratifying. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, there you go, folks. That's our Mondays with Matt. So, uh, you know, he, he obviously loves what he does, and that's that gratifying moment, that that light bulb moment for people, or just seeing them realize that they're going to be okay, or things are going to go, you know, the way they were hoping to. I'd imagine that is a very fun moment. So, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Thanks for chit chatting with us as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. As always, with Matt Starkey from Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. If you need some help or have some questions, as always, don't forget to just double check with Matt or reach out to an advisor. Before you take any action on something you hear from really just about anything, uh, you should always get the uh, opinion of a professional who does this day in and day out. And you can stop by the website. You can go to mattstarkey.com or go to greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. And I'll take you to the same place. So greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth, so you can get new episodes as well. Matt, thanks for hanging out with me, buddy. I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you a little bit later on this month. That sounds good, Mark. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening today. Um, If you would like to have one of those gratifying moments uh, where you realize, yes, you can um, make it happen in your situation, give us a call, reach out, or email me from the website, and uh, I'd love to meet with you and uh, show you the land of opportunities. All right, folks, it's 989-401-2949. That's the number or email him at matt at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. We'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.